Hey everyone, this is Coach Shaw, San Antonio Gunslingers, and you are listening to the Smoking Gun Podcast. Coming to you from the wild, wild western side of San Antonio, it's your favorite favorite podcast of the course. best i was gonna i was gonna qualify it and be like your favorite football podcast about an arena league team in the nal but you know what there's yeah. no reason to it's your favorite podcast mm-hmm. yeah it's the one that you listen to every week some of you are even checking in with us live we've gotten into the habit of doing like facebook live when we record sometimes on Monday nights, sometimes on Tuesday nights, but Depending on yeah. the holiday. yesterday was a holiday. So yesterday yeah. was a holiday, and I don't know what live will look like in the future because this is probably might be the last, the, the last. last one where we're all in a room together. I, there'll be others, but this won't be a regular thing because Philip will be at the coast mm-hmm. um, starting on Thursday. The movers Lucky are coming you. on Thursday, and wow. I will permanently be down at the coast checking in with you guys remotely. Every podcast I know does remote podcast. It will be maybe not the same, but Close similar. It. It'll be good. It'll be about gunslingers football, and that's what's important. Yeah. It's not yep. important that I'm enjoying life on the coast and fishing and uh, you know, you spending time in, in <laughs> You're gonna do it from a boat in the yeah. sun. <laughs> you know, preach from a boat. Um hey Jesus did that. Yeah, anyway. you're gonna walk on water. <laughs> <laughs> this is Smoking Guns Podcast. My name is Philip Higginbotham. I'm joined, as always, by Leo Yamas. What's up, Gunslingers Posse? R.C. Woods. Hello, beautiful fans of the Gunslingers. And so many of our friends on Facebook Live. Uh, we'll be chiming in and talking to some of them as we go through the show. You will also hear uh, some bang- bangs, pops, clicks, some things going on around us. Yes. That's because the wild, wild western side of San Antonio is getting renovated. Yeah. And uh, the renovations are going well. Yep. And we are, uh, Leo, with, Leo and Dolores are especially excited about what's going on, but it creates some noise. It does. And that's okay. It does, but I'm having my new jet tub. <gasps> if it bothers you, ooh. Yeah. Nice. That is so very they're, close they're doing to all the tile work and everything around it. I'm, I'm excited oh. about it. And I'll tell you what, if that really bothers you, if you're listening to the show, you're watching the show, and you're like, man. The, the little bit, the tiny bit of construction noise that's going on during my favorite podcast really bothers me. I'll tell you what. If you're willing to pay for studio time for us in a soundproof studio, we'll get rid of hey, all that. Hey, bring it on. Yeah. We'll get rid of all we of those sound that. problems for you, and we will record a pop and click and bang free. Ep- not a bang free, because we no. have two bangs We've and everything. Bang, bang. But... We'll do it. I yeah. thought you were going to say, if that bothers you, then just picture Leo in his jet tub. That's a really disturbing <laughs> image. Well, I wasn't going to go yeah, there. Don't do that. But now that we're there, uh, everybody has. It's too late. I don't know, my little gunslinger Speedo. Well, uh, oh, my. <laughs> well, I, I know in Chicago. Man, I know they're going crazy with merch, but I had not seen that one no, yet. No, I missed that one. I got the first. Did, okay. you get, did you get it custom made? Did you go to Etsy? Is this something else Michelle's making on Etsy? Hey, go get some uh, gunslinger earrings for the lady in yes. your life. Uh, RC it. has a pair. Um, they are great, and they are on uh, Etsy. Michelle Felix selling those. Um, You'll love them. Lightweight, beautiful. They're really love, cool. Are they lightweight? I, oh, they're they're they look heavy. Oh, they're like, not they at look all. like they'd be pretty chunky. Oh, no, not at all. I love them. Hey, Coach Q's checking in with us. Quentin He's Humphrey. Like, no. 
hey, about, coach the, Q. about the speedo, I think. Former <laughs> he former head coach. Yeah, I don't see that Nobody either. does, Coach Q. <laughs> former head coach. We want to make sure we recognize him. Because I read something online this week. I don't remember if he said it or somebody else did that. He doesn't get recognized. He doesn't get the the uh, accolades. Yeah, the accolades that he deserves because he is still the recognition. I mean, the the winningest coach in Gunslinger's history. True. Yes. Um, and so we want to give him the props that he deserves. Um, and we love that he's still involved in the community. They're still checking in with the Gunslingers. Mm-hmm. Still involved with the players. Like, yeah. I mean, he's yep. still a big supporter of the team. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. see him at the games. And it's, you know, a time we're never going to forget, right? Like of the course. first season. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, Gunslingers had a game on Saturday. Yeah, they did. Ouch. Well, wait. Let's not talk about the negative stuff first. Let's start where um, the the game was a win if you look at it from a certain perspective. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, like, the game was not a win on the on the field. Not on the field, but everywhere every else. Every other it, aspect. But every other aspect it of was, the yes. game was a win. Yes, it, was it was a win for the Gunslingers organization and was a win for, you know, football fans in San Antonio. Um, E7 was, I thought, very good. The yep. band that they brought in. And I'm not going to look. I haven't made a big deal about this. It's not my thing, but I don't want to down anyone else. But I'm not a big fan of uh, the concert at the football game. That's just not my thing. I'm there for a football game. I don't really um, mind it one way or the other. In fact, sometimes I get a little annoyed by it because I'm like, after the game, I want to talk to people about the game I just watched, and I can't do that because the band is playing. But this band was was good. They were probably my favorite of the groups. That they I was going to invite you to the Super Bowl, but now that I know that you yeah. don't yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, like so the halftime and all that, you don't appreciate that? <laughs> no, I don't. In yeah. fact... Um, my daughter's both involved in high school band, and they chuckle at me now. Every t- They don't even chuckle anymore. It's a dad joke for me. But I'm like, hey, hey, um, I want to come to your band competition, but only if there's a flag football game about halfway through it. Mm. <laughs> because every time I go to a football game, i got to watch you guys uh, halfway through the game do your show. Um, yeah, I'm not the most supportive father, I guess. <laughs> I guess I should be. Well, I know the band from um, Incarnate Ward Alumni Dances. They usually come and play. So I knew them from before. So I was pretty excited. I love them. Gotcha. Um, but E7 was great, or E7, yeah. depending on which way you say it. Yeah, um, e- kind of E7. Seven. How was I heard it, yeah. Uh, I thought they were really, really good. Um, and then the rest of things. Uh, the, the promotion for the jerseys. The advertising. Yep. Um, the advertising was solid. Um, probably could still tick up a notch there. Yeah, but it was still a big a jump ahead. Big push. I mean, we drove up. Gates, gates were supposed to open anyways at 5 for the right. parking. That's, right. that's, that's the normal mm-hmm. opening time. We drove up about 15 after. It was like 5.16. I remember looking at the, at the clock as we're driving in. Right. It says 5.16. And as soon as we came into view where you could see the front of the Freeman Coliseum, I was like, no free jersey for us. Because there was already (laughs) lines and lines of people outside with 15 15 minutes past the time the gates were open. There were already a lot of people Well, and I was walking around the Coliseum. I got there about 3.30. 
So I was walking around the Coliseum, and I would walk by the front doors, and starting about 4 o'clock, really? there were people standing there. I don't know how many. I didn't stop and count. Wow. There's a there's a vestibule kind of area between the concourse and outside. Yeah. So you have to, like, look through two sets of doors to see. But I could already see people lined up about 4 o'clock. That's cool. Very and I don't cool. know where they were parked, and I don't you know. I don't, maybe parking was already open. Um, I park in, uh, you know. I park in the press parking, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. Around the edge, around the side. We're a non-affiliated podcast, so we can say what we want. Absolutely. Nobody owns us or directs us what to say or not to say. So that is I am going to say this. And I, I'm I'm just speaking out of just my own opinion, but I have a sneaking suspicion that five o'clock gates open means that's when the Freeman Coliseum staff is there to charge for parking. Not necessarily but, you can't get into the parking lot. But before that, there are gates on the parking lot. Because I they drove by closed. there at 3.30, and they were closed. Mm, okay. I was able to get around to the backside yeah. where players, coaches, cheerleaders, all of them press yes. are coming in. Yeah. Podcasters. Yeah. Um, so I was able to get around there. but that, Females with injured toes. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but Add that, that gate, to the list. That gate was closed at 3.30 when I rolled through. Okay. okay. So... Um, I'm not sure that's available beforehand. I'm not sure you can just drive in early and park and avoid your parking fee. But why would you want to? Well, I mean, I know why you want to avoid your parking fee. But it's well, 10 I'm not bucks. encouraging that. I'm just saying it's ten bucks. I've it used to be twenty. Gate, so, so right. I, I, I probably just drove by it without paying attention. So uh, here's here's what I want to point out, or here's what I would love for you to understand. At the beginning of the season on our first game, which was uh, – give me a date on that. Eons ago. Uh, it was like. April 23rd, Some, 6th, yeah, something was, like that. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, there was a small crowd. Very small. In the – Coliseum. Disappointingly small. Uh, there were some folks that uh, tried to count. I was one of those folks that counted like a section, um, like a fourth of the crowd, and then just multiplied by four. Um, most of those numbers that I got, and I never got anything official from anybody, mm-hmm. but most of the numbers I got seemed to center right around 700. That sounds crowd. about right, yeah. Um, if, if that. It was, yeah, and and I would say that's generous. Right, it is. Um, Very spread 700. out. Very scarce. For the game against Orlando back in April. Uh, They gave jerseys away on Saturday night to the first 500 people and ran out of vouchers in 10 minutes. 10 minutes, people. So we went from 700 people barely coming in the building Mm -hmm. to 500 within 10 minutes of opening the doors. Yep. Big jump. Tell me this isn't going the right direction. Like there's there's nobody that can convince me that we're not moving the right direction. We're going this this way. Um, Going up. And uh, I'm not going to reveal my sources because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But I've got a count. I've got an attendance count. Oh, you do? I was wondering. Right around, just below 4,500 people. Wow. That sounds about right. While we were there... We heard a different number, and I, I told yeah. you, there's no way that's accurate. This yeah, is- so during the game, we got a number from somebody, yeah. um, and it was uh, 2,600, 2,500, something like that. There was more than that. And we're looking around going, like, nah. okay, maybe, um, but it feels like no. Yeah. 
Well, knowing that the last game was, I think, 1,900 is what right, they said. Right, it was said, just under 2,000. I was like, there's game. no way this is only 500 more than, no, than I, right. I figured it was double. Absolutely no way. Uh, and I think if you, in your wildest dreams, if you looked at the crowd for the uh, Carolina game and you said 2,000, right around 2,000, we're going to run these two special promotions as far as military appreciation and the free jersey promotion. We would love to, in our wildest dreams, double that number. And that's what and happened. That's what happened. Check yeah. it off um, your list. So done. Certainly trending the right direction. The sad thing, and I actually had this conversation with Brandon um, that night, uh, uh, Saturday night, is we've got one more home game, and then somehow we have to figure out how to sustain mm-hmm. some sort of interest in this all the way until the April of next year. Yeah, we're on um, a high right now. Now, I don't know how difficult that's going to be. It might be really easy. Because I have this sneaking suspicion that football is going to be a thing in San Antonio year-round. For sure. Um, very soon. I'm so surprised we I haven't gotten an announcement yet. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but with uh, us all paying attention to the NFL because we're in America and that's what you do in the fall. Uh, coming out of the fall, it looks like uh, the XFL is going to put a team here in San Antonio. Nothing official yet. Nothing I've seen official yet. You but the people in us. the know... And the people who really pay close attention to this um, are also starting to gear up. I know that there is um, a tailgating page that has already popped up for the XFL San Antonio tailgate group. Yep. Um, and the guys that run those pages don't do those things on a whim. No. Uh, they have some information or they think they know something. Mm-hmm. Um, they've decided that the, the rumors are good enough to start moving that direction. Um, so any day now, really, I expect some sort of announcement. It, I, I think it would be here in the summer so that you could spend all of football season getting excited about um, football. spring football. Yeah. Last time we did this with the uh, AAF, mm-hmm. uh, we got an announcement of San Antonio. I want to say it was late summer and then we got the commander's name in september i remember right yeah yes um so well i know when people start calling me saying hey are you excited then i'm like hmm then i kind of know that there's more truth to it than not yeah and what's great about that is the nfl is going to carry through to february xfl is going to start in february and run through april and then uh april the end of april is when the nal picks up and uh, the gunslingers will be playing football until late July or August when, uh, when NFL, NFL starts, starts again. again. So literally your, your calendar is now full, full of, of football. <laughs> if, uh, if you do things just right, if you're, if yes. you're fans of just the right thing, I, I do. I'm struggling here with well, the XFL why? though. Oh, you're struggling. I'm struggling with, with the what? XFL. I don't know what to do because all of the intelligence that I've gotten Mm-hmm. is that they're going to put a team in San Antonio, mm-hmm. but they're going to continue to have the Roughnecks in Houston. And Palacios is only about an hour from Houston oh. and two hours oh, from San Antonio. No, 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 what no. do we do? You come to San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> if you become a, a Houston anything. And what are you going to have your own podcast over there or what? Are you going to be yeah. the only one covering that? Um, no. Those of you that don't know, Michael Wayne Davis says my wife is going to be pissed. Yeah, my wife is not looking forward to this either. Um, she calls herself a football widow in the fall, and uh, I haven't had the heart to tell her yet that, like, hey, hun, guess what? It's year round now. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, 
the uh, I, I'm from North Texas. I'm from the Dallas area. Yep. And for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but uh, Dallas folks uh, do not like anything to do with the Houston area. Uh, it's just not a thing. I, I, th- that's most of Texas, actually. I don't understand it. It just is. It's one of those things that just exists. So, no, you will not see me cheering for the Texans. In fact, we were in Palacios this weekend because I had to be down there for the weekend, as is my job. And my daughter's looking around as we're driving around yesterday on the 4th, looking at stuff, and she goes, Dad, they're all Texans fans around here. And I go, yeah, Uh I know. (laughs) I know. Yep. I'm not super excited about that. They're probably not super excited about that. I mean, their quarterback is David Mills. Their coach is Lovey Smith. Actually, I think Lovey like Smith is a good coach. Lovey Smith is, will, yeah, he'll do well. Lovey Smith is a good coach. He's about as good a coach as Houston, the Houston Texans we're going to have right have, now. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, I agree. That, that's about as good as they were going to do mm-hmm. with what they have available. Um, although they got out from under Deshaun Watson, and that might actually be the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> <True>. then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Cleveland Browns just. I am just floored by the fact Browns that. Browns are going to brown. Yeah, I mean, he goes to Cleveland, and we're all like, yeah, I mean, this is a thing, but it won't be like a thing that ever means that he won't play football again or anything. And, like, there's a distinct possibility if things break just a certain way that that guy never plays football again. It's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy because it's understandable, but it's crazy that Cleveland took that sort of risk. Joe Ochoa checking in, buddy of mine, and he says, why not have an XFL team in Palacios? I'm down. I'm down. Good There's a stadium there. You have a stadium there with that kind of uh, capacity? Uh, not with that kind of capacity, but we got a stadium. The Sharks have a stadium there where the Palash is Sharks. Uh, we got a stadium right there that we could uh, uh, have a football game in. Let's do it. Sure. XFL okay. team in Palash. I'm down. And hello, Alex and Michael. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Us. And certainly Michael Wayne Davis, our buddy. Uh, so 4,500 people in the Coliseum. Yeah, it was great. And that was, it was great. rocking. That was absolutely excellent. However, there was still room for more people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fire Marshal was there. It's so funny. So the Fire Marshal is walking around, and he had this grim look on his face. Like, I don't know about this. I don't know about it. And I'm like, maybe there's going to be a lot more people here than I think. It was right as people were starting to walk in the door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was right up near the broadcast booth. I was up there talking to uh, the new play-by-play guy, which I want to talk about uh, a little bit here in a minute. And uh, he walks past the stanchion, and he's just got this real grim look on his face. Like, I don't know about this. And I'm like, ooh, maybe there's a lot more people lined up outside than I think there is. Yeah. And uh, then we started talking to him. Ralph started talking to him, play-by-play guy. Uh, Ralph Judkins starts talking to him. And he's just nicest guy in the world. But he just had this real grim look on his face. Like, oh, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> this is going to be a problem. Uh, 4,500 people, but there was still space. There was still room yep. to pack some There's more people more. in. Room for more. Um, the the uh, on the field, the off the field stuff as far as the games with the veterans and uh, active duty guys that they were doing. It was great. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of minute to win it kind of stuff. Tying a Kleenex box full of ping pong balls to their butt and making them shake their <laughs> boot. Making them shake. Yeah, that one. I felt bad for that one guy. He just like. Couldn't get Could, one out. Couldn't get one out. So it's just like it happens. <laughs> it happens. And the motorcycle guys? <laughs> Gonna be a little oh, bit yeah, more the, uh, They were the, loud. Uh, those are the Combat Veteran mm-hmm. Association Motorcycle Group. 
They yeah. were loud. They were loud. So it was loud, and and I was uh, I thought it was uh, amusing, and of course it may have nothing to do with this at all, but I like to think it does. In my brain, in I'm going to say it was. But remember, in the last show, we said that they should find a way. The the gunslingers uh, should find a way uh, to get some intimidating military guys right. and put them in the in the corral section right next to the empire of football players to kind of, you know, intimidate those guys sure. a little bit, keep them in line. And then they did. that's where they put, that's where they put those guys right. like right, right there. there. Yeah. I was like, Hmm. Thanks for listening. Yeah. The, uh, the combat veterans, uh, motorcycle guys were really funny because a couple of them have, uh, you know, most of them have standard, um, gasoline engine motorcycles and you could smell yes. the exhaust you smell and you could mm-hmm. hear them. Um, obviously they run very loud, but there are two or three of those guys that have electric bikes <laughs> and man, the other guys will not stop giving them a hard time about no, those electric not. bikes. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> they run quiet and they're like, Oh, I didn't even know your bike was on. I, yeah, just, <laughs> just ribbing each other hard guys being guys. Um, but I was really impressed. The only thing about the combat veteran, uh, association guys that were, uh, driving their motorcycles out on the field is there was a point there that I thought we were going to have to play the game with the motorcycles on the field. <laughs> like they were out there, there for was a while. No, there was no, I, I think there was, I think somebody forgot to, to plan an exit plan for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when are we going to start these things off and pull them off the field? Because they were there lined up. They were lined up for player entrance. And then they were lined up for the, the national, national anthem, national anthem, which was done great by Randy Carroll. Yes, yes. I love that. And then they were, uh, they were there for the coin toss, <laughs> and then players are starting to like get in position. You know, the the kicking team is starting to line up and and get the the ball and the tee, and uh, you know, yep. the the empire are starting to line up and find their places along the field. <laughs> They're still the intimidation had already started. Those players were not going to tell those guys. Yeah, to no, move. That's there's true. still 14 or 16 <laughs> motorcycles sitting in the middle of the field. Yeah. <laughs> And, I looked at Jordan Steubing and I was like, "So, so we're just we're just playing around the the bikes," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, we got to figure out how to get them off there." And I'm like, "Yes, yes, we do. This is correct. Uh, that's correct." And Andy Anderson was back. Andy Anderson back riding the horse, the um, and leading accident. out the the guns. Do what? They had a little poop accident before the game. Oh, I missed that. Oh, I was. I'm there. glad I missed that. I was there for that. I'm excited that I missed that. We had Although. A crew. I was one hundred percent sure Andy's horse was going to kick me at one point. Really? Yes, because I'm a little nervous around the backside of horse oh, anyway. Oh, me too. Mm. Um, and so Everyone I saw him be. out of the quarter of my eye because that's always where I stand. It's right over there uh, in that outside of that end zone where he is on his horse and riding around for most of the game. Uh, and he went to ride by me at one point, and I took a step or two up because I wanted to give plenty of clearance between me and the horse. And uh, I turn and I start talking to somebody and I feel something run into my back shoulder and I turn around and there is the horse. The oh. back end of the horse is right up against me. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to kick me. <laughs> this is it. I'm dead. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, You're I, still alive. I'm still alive. And I didn't get kicked. You moved pretty That's quick, good. though, I bet. But I was, yeah, yeah, I did. Head on a swivel. <laughs> yeah, I did. You always tell me, head on a swivel. That's true. Um, you gotta, you gotta pay attention when you're down on field level. Yeah, I always, you stand, do. I always stand right in front of the truck. And, 
uh, I was just, I immediately, my brain started immediately going to like, how do I explain to people in church tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> so last night I was at a football game and I got kicked by a horse. What? Yeah, Andy Anderson back. That was great. Uh, Alex McSwain mentioning that merchandise was flying off the shelves. Let me tell you. Yeah, the line was on the merch. They yes. did an incredible thing. They did a couple of really incredible things. One is they had a bunch of brand new merch that nobody had seen before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Available. I'm wearing two of those pieces right now. The Stranger Things style shirt, the camo hat. So they had some brand new stuff. And when they gave away the jerseys, they did not set up at the front door and give away jerseys to everybody that was walking in. Which is exactly what happens at a missions game. When you go to a missions game where they have a jersey giveaway, at each of the gates they have these boxes of jerseys, and as you walk in, they hand you the jerseys. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of thought that's how they're going to do this. Right. It's not how they did it. Mm-mm. They handed out vouchers, which were kind of cool. They look. They uh, were dollar bills. Yeah, they look like dollar bills mm-hmm. with the gunslinger logo on them. They were very cool. He, uh, they handed those out, and then you had to go over to the merch table. Stand in line at the merch table, walk by all the brand new merch to get your jersey. Mm-hmm. Smart. Genius. Good <laughs> like, marketing. Genius. Very smart. For a couple of reasons. A, you don't have this glut as people are trying to get into the building because let's face it, it's 105 degrees outside. Right. It's right. 72 degrees in the building, at least in the concourse. Um, yeah. <laughs> and. You want to get those people in. You don't want them right. standing in line and waiting on the outside. If we're going to have a line, let's have a line inside. inside. If we're going to have a line inside, let's parade you right in front of all this brand new merch that we just spent mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars printing and having made. Right. And Within see if we can sell some of this stuff. And they did. And it They worked. sold lots of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I saw tons of people walking around in brand new shirts, brand new hats, certainly jerseys. Um, it was... An excellent sort of thing. Yeah, no kidding. Michael Wayne Davis talks about me getting kicked by a horse, flying through the uprights, (laughs) counting for the deuce. Yeah, (laughs) would have been, would have been no deuces. Whoa, we got close though. Oh, we got really close. We got really close on one of those. Drew almost had one right through the uprights. And Drew, he was trying. Yes, he was in the uh, in the first quarter. Yep. So the the band was great. The atmosphere about was great. Cowbells that they were selling for five dollars for oh. their fundraiser. Uh, they weren't. Well, they, were they five dollars? Well, they, was it with the donation for a donation? donation right. right. Um, yeah. I bought four. Did you? Mm-hmm. And they and that was for Operation Veteran. Nope. No. Operation. It's sad that we don't know. I we don't should know this the information. Name. Yeah. But that was right when you first walked in. Yes. Sure well, and they had some at the merch table yeah, again. Yeah, they did. Someone uh, chime in and tell us. Yeah, the name somebody of tell it. us yeah. what what they're supporting because we want to be big fans of that. Mm-hmm. We should. Re- there was a lot of things to remember yeah. on Saturday night. Just a lot of things to remember. Um, so that was all the off operation the triage. Uh, triage. Operation Thank triage. You, Dolores. Michelle and Dolores chiming in almost instantaneously. Almost one right out on top of the other. Um, that is it, and a great. Cause. Great cause. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure they raised a bunch of money for that. Uh, so that is some of the off-the-field stuff. So there's more off-the-field stuff that we want to talk about. Um, and then there's the game. Like, we have to get to the game, and we have to get to what the game means for the future of the Gunslingers, because 
it stinks to take a loss, but I got to tell you, I've I've since the loss, I've looked back at records and how everything's gone in the league. Um, got your calculator out, doing yeah. the math, doing yep. the stats. Mm-hmm. Um, we might be okay. We're still, still in we're it. We're still in it. We we're might be okay. It, like I, you never like to lose a game. Carolina did us a big favor. Yes. Yes, they did. Thank and you, so, Carolina. I want to talk about some of that when we get back, but I want to take a break right here. Um, hang out with us on Smoking Guns Podcast here on your podcast catcher. We'll be right back after this. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Ingham, R.C. Woods, Leo Yamas, and we have on the phone with us, um, let's just say it, the most exciting player in the National Arena League. Woohoo! If I hit my pom poms, I'd be shaking them. Big secret, Kali, you're my favorite player, but don't tell anybody. Kali Rashad, number five. What does he do? He does <laughs> everything. 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 He he returns kicks. He catches passes. He uh, defends passes. He yeah, makes tackles. Hasn't you have an interception this season already, right? I uh, yes, sir. I have. See, he does it all. He yeah, does every everything. bit of everything. And you make it look so easy. And no one will say his name. Outside of Gunslinger. Right? He does not get a lot of press outside. Now, he has been on Inside the Walls. Right. Um, They did bring him on. Actually got to him before we did. I know. But, you know, it is how it works. And no one, absolutely no one, will kick the ball to him. What is that about? So, were you surprised (laughs) on Saturday night that the Albany Empire refused to kick the ball anywhere in bounds? Uh, first off, I want to thank y'all for having me. It's an honor to be on with Philip, uh, RC, and Leo. Oh, thank you. Appreciate y'all for having me. But uh, no, I wasn't surprised at all. <laughs> I was, uh, I was preparing my mind for it actually. Uh, but it's it's tough to it's tough to get over, man. It's tough to get over, and I can be able to get the ball in your hands and make plays for your team. It's a good strategy, though. Do you kind of wish that there was a rule or some sort of setup there that forced <laughs> yeah. them to kick the ball down to you? I do, I do. I actually do some type of flag to uh, at least uh, try to kind of change their mind a little bit. But we try to play a little mind game with them and uh, put uh, Brian Robertson in there sometimes, and they kicked it to him. It worked, but uh, they went back to kicking it out of bounds once I got back in the game. But way out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they weren't even okay. going to give it a chance. They weren't going to give it a chance to reach over. A couple of those, yeah, I was like, there's no chance. That ball is going to gonna land in the field. No way. <laughs> so you are you play a big part of all three phases of the game for the Gunslingers right now. How has this Iron Man style of football I mean, you've taken to it. We've seen you play it well. Do you enjoy it? Would you rather go back to a more specialized way of playing? What do you think of, of this Ironman stuff? Uh, uh, first, when the season started, I was excited for it. You know, it's, uh, you can play defense again. Something I love doing. I love playing defense. So, when uh, the season started, I was I was for it. I was looking forward to it. As the season goes along, you know, you have five, six games in, you start playing both ways pretty much the whole game. Your body starts taking a toll, it does, those hits start taking a toll on you, start wearing you down. Uh, and the, the arena is no joke, you hit that wall, uh, the turf is kind of hard, sometimes you get the concrete. Mm. Uh, so it, it starts taking a toll on you, so, uh, so it's like game five, game six, you start to feel it in your body, so 
I don't regret it. I love. I still love training. It's, it's fun to me. It's uh, it's a lot on your body, also. What kind of switch has to happen in your mind when you go, especially on something like a turnover, when you're on offense and there's a turnover and you immediately have to switch over to defense? Is there a play or two there where you're kind of off kilter a little bit, or uh, are you able to just switch it over? Okay, they've got the ball now, and I got to stop them. What do you find? Oh yeah, it's just, it's just a switch to me. It's uh, you flip that switch. Uh, you're offensive minded at first. Uh, turnover downs or whatever happens, you turn the ball over. Uh, it's a flip of the switch. Uh, now you got to stop them. I'm ready to hit something. I'm ready to cause a turnover. I'm ready to stop them. That's what that's what my mindset is on it. I'm ready to make a play for my team. That's what my mindset is, really. Uh, any play can be a big play, you know. So it can be uh, the play that you took off that you could have made a play. So I, I can't take any plays off. That's how I look at it. You you talked a bit about the adjustments, you know, to to play in uh, both ways, and you know the physical toll that takes uh, on yeah. on not just yourself but but all the players. Um, right. You know, besides that, there's been a lot of changes just within the organization, a lot of obstacles that this team has had to kind of overcome uh, throughout the season from the beginning to now. Uh, yes, tell us a, a little bit about it. It seems like from the outside looking in or, you know, from the sideline looking at that there's been considerable growth within the team just as, as a unit over the last uh, several weeks, you know, despite this last loss. But talk, talk a little bit about what it feels like from the inside, what you've noticed as the team's progressed over the last uh, few weeks. What, what's what's different? Yeah. Uh, first, I want to say I'm proud of this team, man, because we, we take long strides since the first week, second week, uh, or even starting off on five to the three-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. We take big strides uh, as players. But the coaches also, man, the coaches have been a big part of success uh, for this game. The previous three games before that, man, Coach Shaw, unbelievable. Uh, with his knowledge of the game, he's played the game before. So he's been in our position, he's been in our shoes. So just listening and taking heed for what he says and uh, really paying attention to uh, what he's talking about it was, was real big for us. Uh, also, Coach, Coach Skelton. Coach Drew also, they're very knowledgeable about the game. They've been coaching for a long time. So that was that's uh, one of the major keys that uh, coming in, uh, getting those three three wins under our belt. Uh, that, was big. that was big for my coaches and our owners, too. But like you said, there's a lot of changes made that people from the outside don't see. But uh, inside, as players, we see that, that John Wayne has stepped up uh, real big time. Uh, was a major key for us and not only just playing a game of football, but being comfortable playing a game of football, having fun playing a game of football again. So that was big for us. Uh, and our fans, man, uh, it's like every week it's, it's, it gets better and better for our fans. So we appreciate that support. And that's a big, that's a big major key of uh, us winning games. The energy, we feed off that energy. Uh, that's been a, a big change since game one and game two, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's just been those three, really, uh, the coaching, the ownership, and our fans have been the biggest change so far uh, throughout this season. 
Another one of those changes this season. Uh, we started the season with a couple of different guys that were an option in training camp. Uh, right. Javin Kilgo became the guy coming out of training camp and then got injured there in the yes, first sir. game. Uh, and then we saw Robert Kent come in and not only come in but be able to spend some time with you guys. What's it like to have a guy like Robert Kent, um, the one calling signals and the one directing your offense for you? Uh, I mean, it's only, it's only in, in quite a few words, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, that, that speaks for itself right there. He's another coach on the field uh, and also off the field. Uh, but we have a lot of those player coaches like that. And Kent is one of them. He's a big-time leader for us. And he demands, and he's going to perform at the highest level. At 41 years old, he's going to perform at the highest level as any other quarterback in the league. Uh, even better. Like, if you see, you've seen he won uh, back-to-back player of the week. Yep. Uh, he's capable of that every week. Uh, we have players that's capable of that. Uh, Kent is not the only one he's. He's one of them, but he's not the only one. He got Pierre Turner. He's also a veteran in the game. For sure. Uh, Eric McIntosh is a big time player in the coach for us. Uh, he, he's the captain of that defense, basically. Uh, he hasn't been uh, able to play the last two games, but once he's on the field, it's, it's, a, different, it's a different team, also. So it's a lot of players, coaches we have. And I, I'm just grateful for having uh, the leadership that we have on the team, uh, along with our coaches. I'm grateful. And, Robert King, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. And you're definitely part of that leadership group. Now, I know you mentioned the the fans. Now, we, and I say we, I mean, Leo and I, we got lucky and we got season tickets right on the road behind your family. Do you hear us? <laughs> yeah. Do, can you make, does it make a difference when, when we're cheering for you? Are we the loudest section? Oh, for sure, y'all. For sure, y'all are <laughs> the loudest section in the arena and uh yeah i noticed that every game uh i see uh leo leo and rc uh right behind my dad and my aunt everybody all my family so yeah i, I definitely noticed it and it's i feed off that energy i love it oh good so i'll keep on doing what i'm doing then <laughs> i'm gonna try to get y'all a ball i've been trying to get y'all a ball with fans but every time i forget you know, I know the ball gets lost or something like that so uh, i'm sorry about that oh that's, oh, that's okay. okay not a problem <laughs> Yeah, you just keep doing what yeah, you're you doing. Cause, doing yeah, yeah, we're we're loving every minute of up there. Uh, you mentioned just a, a, a second ago. You mentioned Emac and and uh, um, you know he, he's like you said not been able to be on the field a lot the last couple of weeks. But he was on the field the last time uh, the last time we played the Empire and yeah. uh, we got that win. And that was one thing that I kind of thought. Well, first of all. This kind of ties into that. Way back at the beginning of the season, somebody told me at training camp, they pointed out Emac to me, and they said, that guy can fly, straight up fly. And they they told me he's even faster than Kali. I want to know, before I get to my point, is that true? Who's who's faster when when Emac is healthy? Who who, who wins in a race? Who wins that 40? Uh. Hello, you know what's gonna answer. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna have to save that for the end of the season, and uh, maybe have a race off or something. But uh, he's definitely one of the fastest guys on the team, and I I I seen that from the day one. They want to they practice they want practice. Uh, he uh he has recovery speed like nobody other on this team. But uh, he's 
Yeah, he's one of the fastest. I'm not going to say he is the fastest, but he's one of the fastest for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'd, I'd love to see that at the end of the season. We'll, we'll see if we get to, to witness that. But to get to my point, um, I think that speed was something, you know, on, on both sides uh, at, yeah. at the defensive back was something that we were really missing this last game. And and I think that that was something that the Empire kind of took advantage of because they got a lot of speed at the receiver position. Uh, not to say that we don't have other fast guys, you know, playing, you know, defensive back and coverage back there. But I think having the combined speed of you on one side, Emac on the other side, that first game really caused us some problems. Uh, t- tell us about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, just, just having him on the field as a, as a veteran, he knows where to put you and uh, how to coach you. He's a player, so he knows he knows how to coach you, how to tell you things, and uh, he knows what to put you on the field. So just having him on the field is, is is very comfortable for me. Just knowing on the other side of the field, I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about, or he might make up for my mistake or something like that. But he's uh he's just that that type of force on the field to where just having him on your defense changes the whole game. And uh, yeah, he I mean he's. He's been injured for the last couple of weeks, but just having him as a coach also, it's, 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 I'm very comfortable back there. Uh, the players that we have on the field right now are ballers too, but they have to. We have to play play with each other a little bit more. Uh, some's coming off an of injury, some's uh, new to the team. Uh, Chemistry is not there yet, but uh, it's, it's climbing right now. And uh, with everybody healthy, uh, it's scary. It's going to be scary. Now, with the refs, we complain about them a lot. How does that affect you in your yeah. game? I don't let it affect me. Um, okay. I, I can't let that affect me because it's going to be adversity. It's been adversity for us throughout the whole season. Right. Um, and we've been dealing with adversity from game one to week week 11 now. So uh, we can't let that phase us. We know we're not going to get called. Um as being a new team in the league, you know we're not going to get as many calls as a Carolina or Albany team. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we we know that we get calls. We just got to make the best of uh, when we do get those calls. I feel like this game, uh, we didn't execute offensively uh, with urgency. Uh, our urgency wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And defensive wise, I feel like we gave too many points in the first half. Like we can't. Doesn't matter what what type of offense you have, you mm-hmm. can't give up forty points in the first half and expect to win the game. Right, that's right. true. Yeah, um, and you can't go blow for blow with a team and then you know expect to win the game and turn the ball over as much as we did. Right, you know have mental mistakes. So it's just it's a lot. It's a lot on us that we have to fix, and so we'll get it fixed. It'll, it'll get it fixed. So let's talk about uh, that because you guys had this zero and five start. Uh, which was not a fun thing to walk through for any of you, I know. And then you went three straight, and you start feeling like you're getting in the swing of things and starting to get some some sort of groove going. Does this loss you, – you guys had practice today. You had film tonight. Um, does this loss feel like, uh, oh, no, here we go again? Or is it just uh, – what is, what is the – what's the feeling in the locker room right now, now that you take a loss that uh, – Really, you didn't want to take. Not that you want to take any of them, but you thought you were rolling. And to yeah, have we thought this we were rolling. Up. We thought we were rolling, so I, I think that was a good loss to take as far as 
putting our mindset back to where we have to win every game. We mm-hmm. it's a must. It's not. Um, we didn't we didn't have urgency on that game. We didn't have our effort wasn't all all the way there offensively and defensively. Um, so this game just opened the, opened our eyes back up to hey, we gotta we gotta win out. We have to uh, we have to control our own destiny and win out. We can't leave it up to another team to beat another team. Uh, we got to go win our game. So I, I guess this win is good in, in a way. I mean, this loss is good in a way because uh, we know we can't afford no more losses. And we talked about it. Um, we've been talking about it all week since the game. Mm-hmm. And we know we know what we got to do. We got to win out. And, uh, it starts with the current flying. So, and it. Well, I don't know if you guys in the locker room have done the math yet. I, I feel like some of you probably have. Um, but if I do my math correctly, a win this week in Columbus catapults you into a playoff position. Um, how odd is it to go 0-5, start out the season with half a season worth of losses, which is what you really kind of looked at um, at the beginning of the season, and then right. you know three weeks before the end of the season, you have the opportunity here um, to – secure a playoffs, not secure a playoff spot, but to catapult into a playoff spot. And then you're in the driver's seat. You, you control your own destiny. Um, right. How's How's that look? How's that feel? Have you ever played in a league or, or any level um, that felt like that, that allowed you to do something like that? Nah, I can't say that I have. Um, it's a feeling. It's, I don't think it's a good feeling, but cause you don't want to be in this position to where you're on five and then happy right. to climb back, climb your way back up. But I feel like we should be one loss team right now. I feel like all the losses that we've had, we were in the game. We were competitive. Uh, just one or two plays, one, or two or three plays that you know, went the other way, and uh, we took an L on. But I feel like we put ourselves, most of our losses that we put ourselves in this position, so we got to climb our way out of it. I feel like it's, it's on us. It's our job to... We know we are a playoff team. We know we uh, are better than a three and six record. Uh, so uh, we gotta do what we gotta do to uh, get our, uh, get ourselves into a playoff spot. And that's by beating Columbus. That's that's what it is. And uh, just jumping them. Uh, this is our revenge tour part two, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we got I got Columbus, and then uh, you know down the road we have Jacksonville and Albany. Now so both of those teams we lost to. Now, we all know that you're not the team that Columbus played in week two. Like, we all understand that oh, better no. gunslingers. Yeah. Things. But they're not the same team either. What are, we, what are no. fans that have not been watching every game of, of the rest of the NAL, what do they need to be looking for? Because this is not the same Columbus Lions team that came to the Freeman in week two. What has changed? What's different about them that you guys have your eyes on? Uh. From, from watching a few of their games um, since week two, um, the chemistry is way better than it was. Like I know week two, they they were missing touchdowns. They were missing all type of stuff. Like it was a sloppy game. Uh, they were kicking it to me. I, I think that's going to change this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think yeah, they, they, it's a totally different team over there. Um, they went on a little hot streak themselves, mm-hmm. and before they lost. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a totally different team over there. They're, uh, they're a new, new, new Columbus team, but also, like you said, we're a different team. Also, so they escaped for the win last time. Uh, they won't this time. 
<laughs> you heard it here first. That's they right. won't this time. Yep. Okay, we're going to ask you some like some questions that have nothing to do with football. Okay, I know we had asked Philip um, Marlette, what was his favorite breakfast taco? What's yours? Favorite breakfast taco? Um, the one is going to have to be the Carnegie Cider with cheese. Oh, okay. Now, I know your son yeah. is named after you. If you had a girl, what would you have named her? Oh, man. Uh, I haven't thought about that, actually. I okay. just knew I was going to have a son. I just knew I was going to have a son. So I, I, uh, yeah, it's going to take me a while to think about. Okay, well, we can come back to that. What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? I like horror movies. Uh, now we're, now we're talking. Okay. Are you a fan of Stranger Things? I do like Stranger Things. Um, I'm on episode seven right now, season four. I got to finish watching it. Yeah, catch up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I like Stranger Things. No spoilers. Favorite ice cream flavor? Ice I have two. Um, it's uh, butter pecan. Mm. Mm, that's my favorite. And strawberry. Excellent. Okay. Last question. Oh. If you had a dream vacation, where would you go? Dream vacation. Hmm. Maybe the Bahamas. I mean, I know last year. <laughs> right? I, uh, uh, yeah, one of those places like on, on an island or somewhere and just relax. Um, okay. The water and the sand. Sounds good. McWayne Davis, one of our, our fans that uh, is everywhere all the time, says, uh, ask him about his favorite semi-professional team. So so what would that be, Connie? <laughs> uh, my favorite semi-pro team, uh, hands down, uh, San Antonio Titans. There you go. There you go. That's, That's what it. he was looking for. <laughs> I know it is. Uh, yeah. Kali, it's been really exciting watching you. We know here in San Antonio what a big part of the team you are, but it seems like around the league, um, while the teams know, while the players know and coaches know, we don't hear a lot of buzz about you. Does that bother you? Um, or is that – it's not? I know it's not anything you can control, but does it bother you a little bit that you make the difference you make, the impact you make on the field? And have you been a player of the week yet? I don't, I don't believe I have. I don't think uh, you have. I think, you know, maybe maybe a special teams player of the week. Like, does that bother you at all? No, not at all. I um, just – I've been proving myself all my life, really, just playing football. And, uh, with them saying I'm too small or too this, too that. I, I just do what I do every week, week in and week out. And then if, if you, uh, if my name comes up, it comes up. Uh, but I don't look for it. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, I know I'm a, a, a rookie in this, this NAL league, so maybe you might not get the same type of uh, I want to say respect, but the same type of notice as the rest of the players that's been here for years and years. But I understand that. Uh, I I'll take the long way. It doesn't matter to me. Oh, it says he was week two. He was player, special teams player. Special teams player of the week. Week two is what uh, Brandon Rackler I, thinks. Maybe you might have. Yeah, I think it was that week honor. two. The boss man. So, he would know. Yeah, he would know. That's the guy that would know. He would know. But on that note, I don't know if you saw a post I put out there. I have a personal nickname for you, and 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 if you, 
if you don't like that nickname, I apologize, Callie. But you know, I, I said they won't kick they won't kick the ball. No team in the league will kick the ball to you. And now the league won't even say your name. It's like they're afraid to say your name. You said you're a horror movie fan. You know, so my nickname for you is the Candyman. Ooh. You know, and it goes a lot of with what you do on the field as well, because there's a lot of sweet plays out there that that you're serving up all the gunslingers posse to see. So that that's my nickname for you uh, meant, you know, as uh, uh, nothing but respect. A, a big fan of yours. And my wife, Lily's a big fan of yours. She's commenting on Facebook right now that she needs a number five jersey, please. I've been begging the last yeah, couple shows. Somebody, somebody sell me this man's jersey. <laughs> the most requested jersey on San Antonio Gunslingers is the number five Kali Rashad jersey. And Kali, just, just know, Kali, that you're our MVP. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank I think you, I think in the long run, uh, of course, you you guys know you went out, you can make the playoffs, you make the playoffs, and anything can happen. Um, right. Even starting zero and five, you've got an opportunity to hold up hardware at the end of the season. Um, I, I really think people are going to go back and look at the the full aggregate of this season, and they're going to go, San Antonio is not the team they are without number five. Um, so when we start talking about the most valuable player in the league, um, while we may not have made him player of the week every week like he could have been, uh, when we look at the aggregate of the season, I'm not sure what way they do the most valuable player of the year. Um, but when you look at it, at San Antonio Gunslingers are not what they've been. They're not in the games that they've been in, and we don't win the games that we've won. Uh, without number five doing what he does. So I think that I will personally um, be a strong advocate for you to be uh, in that discussion if you're not already. Um, I don't think other teams – I don't think there's a lot of players out there um, that can say that for the full season. There are guys, Jonathan Bain, uh, Darius Prince, some of those guys that have meant a lot to their teams in spits and spurts, but – you have been that guy all season for the gunslingers, mm -hmm. no matter what the situation. Yep. And True that means statement. something. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to me. I appreciate that. We love uh, you. But I, wanna, I just want to shine light on without any of my teammates, uh, Kent, without Philip Barnett, uh, just our whole offensive line has been amazing. Seeing Angus, David, Roller, uh, this is names I can just go on and on about our receiver cord. Something, something sick. And uh, a lot, without a lot of those guys, the plays I make would be non-existent. So it's really a shout-out to my teammates that uh, made it all possible. Well, and we joke and we laugh about how they won't kick the ball to you. But when you really think about it, when they don't kick the ball to you, when they do that on purpose to kick the ball out of bounds on purpose, they're giving yeah. your team the ball nearly at midfield. Um, so they yeah. are saying every time they kick the ball out of bounds, we know if we kick it to Kali, uh, he will eat up more than half the field on us. Mm -hmm. um, we're just scared that that's going to happen, and we're really scared that he's going to wind up in the end zone. So we would rather just default and give them the ball at midfield than well, at the 20, which is practically midfield. We'd rather default and give them the ball at the 20 than let Kali have a, have a shot at it. Um, so there's a certain amount of respect there from mm -hmm. a team like Albany that says, we're not even going to test it. We're not even going to try it. We, we, we know that this is a possibility. We know that's a probability. So we'll just give them the ball at midfield. That's fine with us. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's frustrating at times. It's, it's frustrating at times that you don't get an opportunity to spin. But like I said, I know our, I know our offense is real potent. So uh, anytime we get the ball, we can play any time, any time of the game, any down. So uh, with the receiving core we have, the knowledge that uh, quarterback and our offensive line that's been playing strong as of late, uh, I know that them kicking, not kicking me the ball, we eventually get in the end zone regardless of who it is. Um, no, it's Nico Thomas, Nico Kramer, you know, Adir Chisholm. It's just so many players that we have I can name. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Turner running the ball the way he has lately. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a he's a monster too. So, so I wouldn't want to take that. Speaking of Pierre Turner and you and uh, Caleb Roller, you mentioned a few minutes ago, and Nico Thomas. Um, mm-hmm. There's a handful of you guys that have made the jump from the AAL with the Gunslingers David Enzel do it. over to mm-hmm. the NAL. Um, is there something special about being one of those guys? Because oh, there's there, there's only a handful of you at this point that, mm-hmm. that were with us last year that are still with us this year. Is that something you guys kind of nod to each other about? And like, you don't understand. We were here when we were playing in a barn. Um, so, <laughs> Philip Barnett, you're doing great. We, we love having you as part of the team. Robert Kent, we can't believe that we've got a Hall of Fame kind of quarterback. But you don't understand. Right. We've been here for all of this. Is there something special about that? It is, it's special that we, we built it a bond. We built it a brotherhood. Of, uh, and, like, we've been through things that uh, it's, it was a day one team. We, we're the day one. We're the original for real. But uh, we've been through the Blue Monster. We've been, been through, like, <laughs> the bond. So, uh, we, we, we took so much. We did so much together that, yeah, we, we just sit back and, like, hey, it's been wild. It's been a crazy ride so far, so. Yeah, it's, it's something special. Uh, I love it. I love every moment that we share uh, at adversity, win or loss. Uh, but it's just memories that you can take back and you tell your kids online or whatever. Yeah, it's been special. Well, Kali, we really enjoyed watching you on the field both years, last year in the AAL, this year in the NAL. Yep. Um, we're sorry it took so long to get around to you to put you on the show. Yeah. That's our bad. We never should have waited this long. <laughs> Um, to okay. give you a call or get you on the show, um, but we are big fans. It, it, seriously, we would all wear number five jerseys if those guys over uh, at uh, John Wayne will just print up some number five jerseys. Yeah, we'll absolutely all have them. Huh? Get in touch with Carlos or Jordan and get that done. There you go. Oh, they're listening. <laughs> yeah, they. they oh, know. they're listening. They know. They know. Um, we we've we've made it clear to them. We've certainly Jordan. Um, that we're waiting on some number five jerseys. So when those are out, you'll, uh, you, you've got three orders right here before mm-hmm. anybody else even uh, gets a shot. Four, don't forget Lily's. Yes, oh, yeah, four. I'm sorry, you're right. Yep. Uh, Kylie, it's been great uh, talking to you. It's been great watching you. Um, we can't wait to see what the end of the season's going to hold. It's going to be exciting, um, no matter what way it goes. Um, but we expect three wins. So just so you know, um, that that's what we're looking for. Is, no pressure. Yeah, uh, a win in Columbus, a win back here against Jacksonville. Both of those are are you're right, absolutely revenge. In fact, all three of these are really revenge yep. games yes. because the last time you saw all three of these teams, um, mm-hmm. they put a they they put a, an L behind your name, mm-hmm. um, and right. so this is a chance for you to go around and and pick that up. Get revenge. Yeah, we're looking forward to facing all those teams again. Uh, like you said, a revenge tour. And we don't, we don't, we haven't forgotten about Columbus. 
uh, week two, we haven't forgotten about Jacksonville. Uh, squeaked away with a win. And, uh, yeah, we definitely haven't forgotten about our last loss in, uh, uh, the Empire. So, yeah, we're looking forward to getting us, uh, three more wins under our belt and heading into the playoffs. And, yeah, making our fans proud. And we're proud of you, too. We're going to be proud either way. But, yeah, let's do that playoff thing. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> Khalid, thanks for uh, spending some time with us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to let you go so you can get on with the rest of your night. We know you've had practice today. You've done film tonight. Um, you're probably a little tired of football today. Uh, yeah, this okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate y'all too, man, for having me. It's an honor. Uh, uh, thank you again. Absolutely. We'll see you soon uh, on the field here, certainly when you guys get back into town when you play Jacksonville. Yes, sir. And All right. Kiss your son uh, goodnight for us, or at least for me. <laughs> there you go. I will. I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned right here at Smoking Guns Podcast. We'll be right back with you right after this. Hey, San Antonio area. This is Drew Pearson. When I'm not dropping deuces, I'm listening to the Smoking Guns Podcast. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Higginbotham, Arcee Woods, Leo Yamas. Sitting around talking about gunslingers football. We we morphed into a an NFL talk. That's always uh, fun. There for a little okay. while while we were away at break, and that was fun. Lots of different opinions about the NFL. I'm getting excited. It's starting to get that time of year where it's like, oh, it's only a month till training camp starts. Yeah. Starting to get that time. Uh, you're really excited about the NFL season. I am very excited this season. Because yes. you're convinced that the Broncos are, are just going to be. I'm not saying they're going to win anything, but they're going to be much better, than, much improved, much better than they have been. Um, I'll be interested to see what Russell Wilson does in the Mile High City. Very interesting. I'll put it right here. But back to gunslingers football. We've talked about some off the field stuff. Which one other thing about off the field, and we'll probably get to some other things as we go. But okay, uh, RC has some brand new kicks. Oh, oh yeah, my god! And These they are, are better than mine, and that's saying something because I have some pretty <laughs> awesome shoes. I'm not gonna lie. You know, um, when I received these shoes, Mariah had mentioned a couple podcasts ago asked what size I was and I was like I don't know what she, I don't know why but when she gave them to me on Saturday I almost started crying I've never had someone go out of their way so much and put so much artistry into a pair of shoes for me and on the front it has the uh, uh, gunslingers here on the side is hashtag guns up here says bang bang so you know she listens to the show because yep. that's what i say and then here in the back it has rc it's personalized and then here gunslingers again and right here where the tongue is it has our logo this is so cool it has, it has smoke, a smoking guns, smoking guns podcast it is amazing and they fit perfectly they're almost like so pretty that i don't want to wear them but i will wear them for the next game and so mariah rackler thank you so much from the bottom of my heart you don't know how happy i am I was able to chit chat with her and tell her the whole reason of this was because I was just trying to be a good mom, and um, she's her she's a mom too. So I think we we, we clicked like sure. instantaneously right then and there. So thank you again. I love the shoes. Everyone's been asking, can they order them? So feel free to put a link on there. I don't know if you're selling them or not, um, but these are just so beautiful, and I want to say thank you. And and I want to thank 
the whole Rackler family and the whole Gunslinger family that's taken us as a podcast uh, into your family, you know, and I really feel that Yeah, that, that whole way. John Wayne group. I mean, um, you guys are amazing, amazing. I mean, the OG3. Jordan and April and Jillian, the cheerleader, coach, and everything, you know. And I know last game we purchased, there were just small little cubic zirconia earrings for the girls. Sure. But yeah. they all wore them at the game. They wore them. That was cool. Yeah. yeah, that was really sweet. That really means a lot to us. You know, the OG3. Um, I'll never say anything bad about those guys. None of this would be here if it was We wouldn't be right. here without them. Yeah. They brought us on. They did give us the inside track on information. Mm -hmm. They took care of what they could as a podcast um, for us. And we, we are appreciative for everything that they did. Um, but much like a lot of things that we've watched, just the... Um, the above and beyond nature of this John Wayne crew. Amazing. Um, from in almost every aspect of the game. Every um, aspect. It, on the, the field. part of it. Off the field, the entertainment, and even uh, reaching out to us. And again, not doing things that anybody missed before, but doing mm -hmm. things above and beyond that mm -hmm. once it happens, you're like, oh, wow, that, that, that just feels right. right. Uh, you know, bringing you in to do... The uh, judging. The judging for right. the, yeah, I mean. The media pass. Right. Um, the all of those things. The shoes. I mean, everything. Uh, absolutely. Mariah Rackler, if you want to sell those shoes, uh, if you want to have those shoes made and sell them for a profit, uh, I think you can. Because sure. uh, there's several people that would be more than, I guess. Lowy's would be interested. I, I guess I Leo sure. and my shoes are, are still getting made or, or something. I don't know about no. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't make me shoes. It's fine. Yeah, no. It's absolutely fine. Um, These have a little bit more of a feminine yeah, touch good. to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They're super cool. They are. They're girl shoes. And that's yeah. great. I got nothing against it. I got three girls in the house. Three girls. Three daughters. I love them. Um, there are some things that are just girl things, and that's that's awesome. And I'm the girl. So, hey, I'll You're take the girl. Them. Yeah. Like, I don't think you guys would look the same with earrings. No. No, right. I mean, Probably I used to not, have an earring. No. I used to wear an earring. Oh, yeah? long time ago. Not these, though. No, not those. Mm-mm. No, they weren't near that cool. And I'm actually going to go to the camp on the 15th. The, uh, are you going to, are you going to participate in the camp? You're just going to go. I'm going to do both. I'm going to go. I'm going to participate. And I also have some really super fantastic news that we are going to be sponsoring Scarlet for the junior cheerleading camp. Nice. Very so cool. excited about that. I know there was one other person who showed a video. She's like, I created a monster. And she had her daughter, like, looking down. And she was, like, looking up with the Smoking Guns podcast. I mean, sm I mean, uh, Guns Up. And so I reached out to her, and I was like, hey, has she signed up for the camp? Because she definitely seems like a little girl that would enjoy the camp, too. So if we sponsor two, we sponsor two. So I just reached out and looked at my phone, and I've got all kinds of breaking news for you. Oh, my gosh. You want some breaking news? Okay. First and foremost, Brickhouse will be the watch party this week. Friday okay. night. Friday night, 7 o'clock, Columbus Lions, Brickhouse. Got it. On uh, 1604 Stone Oak area. 281. Yep. We've already been there once, but if you didn't come join us last time, you need to come this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And order some of those rowdy. mozzarella bricks. I was going to say, if you like mozzarella, mozzarella sticks, right. get those mozzarella, get those mozzarella bricks. bricks. Yeah. They're bricks. You ready for more? Yes. There is one expansion team the nal has already set they will announce that soon that's all the information i have about that okay that's a teaser and maybe even another one 
So we may be looking at an eight-team league this year. Oh, that'd be based awesome. Based on my source. And finally, one more piece of breaking news. Is it a drum roll worthy? Nah. Okay. I mean, it's important, but it's not drum roll worthy. Okay. Uh, Trey Harlan could be back on the field this week. Yay! Yes, I have talked to him. Yeah. And so yeah, big, big news. Mm. All kinds of big news. Um, he's from Baylor, wasn't he? No? Am I confused? Did he play at Baylor? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't want to say he did. Okay. He yeah. Um, Someone verified that. Yeah, somebody let us know. Podcast. Oh, ah. What? Louise talking about the shoes. Oh, okay. Wanting them for, for podcast souvenirs. Mm-hmm. I love that they have the podcast on the tongue. That's I love awesome. it. Uh, so, let's talk about on the field. Um, because we've talked about all the off-the-field stuff, but there was a football game. Yeah, there was. There was a football game on uh, Saturday night, and the Gunslingers lost. Yeah, they did. And I mean every word of that. The Gunslingers lost that game. There was nothing that the Albany Empire did to win that game. Like, they 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 did not affect that game. The Gunslingers gave that one away, in my say, opinion. I would agree with you. Uh, too many penalties, too many turnovers. Uh, Kali Rashad said it best. He said, we just weren't, we didn't have that urgency. Mm-mm. Um, and you could feel that. Like, you could see that. Um, he also said something else that was very interesting. He said, this might have been a good thing. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like to taking that approach mm-hmm. to it. And uh, I would assume the whole team is taking that approach. But, yeah, you're right. That was interesting and also very good to hear. Yeah. And he didn't sugarcoat yeah. it because we all saw what was going on. They, they just yeah. looked flat. They, they were it not pay, playing at, to their 110% and that we've, we've seen before. Yeah. And we don't sugarcoat things here no. on the Smoking Guns podcast. We'll say things, you know, we're great fans of all the players um, and, you know, the team. But if we see something, you know, we'll we'll call it how we see it. And I, I will say this right now. Worst game of the year for Robert Kent Jr. Yes. Mm-hmm. Worst game by far. Yeah, he had a rough game, and I'm not sure it's all his fault. No, I'm not saying it's all his no. fault. but And he, I'll be really honest with you. I, you know, if you listen to the show, you know I don't ever, ever want to blame um, officiating. And I'm not going to do that now. I am going to, however, state that officiating in San Antonio may need a refresher on what a stunt is. Yeah. Because there were several times linebackers were lined up on one side of a defensive lineman came around that defensive lineman after he was engaged with somebody. And to me, that's a stunt and that's not legal in the NAL. That being said, um, if they're letting them do it, we should be doing it too. And yeah. it should even out. So I don't want to blame and you and can't blame it on the refs. No, for no this game. you no. can't. Um, we, we just came out flat. We came out, yep. um, I, I don't know. I mean, I know these players, I know this coach, I know they didn't spend all week going, oh, we got this game in the bag. We no. don't need to worry about this. No. That was not the case. Um, but for whatever reason, Albany wanted it. More than we did. Well, and I don't even know that. Like, Albany just didn't commit the uh, mistakes that we did. It didn't feel like either team really wanted it. It was kind of lackluster. You know, it was like, eh, they're, well, they're playing, but not to their best potential, I, I felt. I think we called it last week when we said that having come off that, that win against the Cobras and then just the week before that, giving the Empire the loss that, that the Gunslingers gave them, 
they were the ones with the target on their back this mm-hmm. time. You, uh, I won't say the, just sitting on the sidelines and, and seeing the way the Empire players uh, carried themselves and, and the way they were between plays and towards the uh, the fan base, they weren't disrespectful in any way, but I, I saw several things that made me think, these guys are here to make a statement. Mm-hmm. And the gunslingers better step up or else this is going to get ugly quick. And and uh, we they didn't step up as, as much as they needed to. I'm not going to say it got ugly, but you're right. There was uh, It was a team loss all the way. Yeah. Uh, I saw Todd Mintz say a little while ago there were a lot of defensive breakdowns in their war, especially in coverage. Um, there were missed opportunities where the gunslingers had something go their way. They got a turnover, turnover. Yep. a stop on downs, whatever it was. And, and, then, and then immediately turned around immediately and blew yeah. it. Back. Yeah, yeah. It was just... And and some of that that's why well, that's why I I mentioned Kent Jr. There the, there were some questionable decisions on some throws that he made. Of course, he was under duress. Yeah, true. A, a lot of those times as well. And again, well, some the of offensive that line was, some of that yeah. is is a, a stunt that shouldn't have happened. There was right. one of those interceptions that I stood there. I was standing right behind the play when it happened, and I watched the linebacker line up on one side and then come around after the. Uh, defensive lineman was engaged with an offensive lineman. To me, that's a stunt. Yeah. Um, that I, may not be. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm not reading that right. Um, but that was, and then that pressure is what caused Robert Kent to kind of throw that ball up, and that was one of those interceptions. I think, yeah, I think Todd had said this before, so I'm going to give him credit. But I definitely think the Empire saw a lot of film because I think they were like one step ahead of us in a couple of those plays. Well, and Castronova played a lot better than yes, he, did he did when he came mm-hmm. two yeah. weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever that was. But again, Prince, nobody. Um, Albany nor San Antonio played just lights out on the field. Mm-mm. We just made more mistakes. Yeah, um, there was nothing Albany did that that won this game. It, so the previous week when we played Carolina and we beat Carolina, we won the game. Like both teams played an excellent game. And San Antonio just had one more play than than Carolina did. Yeah, this was kind of the mirror opposite, where both teams <laughs> were just kind of like, "You eh. want it? You want it? I don't know. Do you want it? I, I'm not really sure." Yeah. And San Antonio made more mistakes, and so Albany took the win. And, it is uh, what it is. It happens. I'm going to disagree with you there a little bit. Okay. I, I think, and I agree with uh, Doug White. He says Albany came to play. I think the gun, I think the gunslingers are just a better team at this point. And so it might have seemed that way, but I think Albany was given everything they had out there and the gunslingers were not able to uh take advantage of situations and kind of helped Albany out a now, bit. Now, we'll say this, Albany uh was um at the beginning of the game right before the coin toss. I happened to be on uh, the side of the field where Albany came down behind the motorcycles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I got to see, I got to look at a lot of their faces, and I got to look at head coach, Tom Minos, for a while. In fact, I got to jaw back and forth with him a little bit just before. He was upset a lot. <laughs> he was. He was. He was. I was worried about the guy's health again. Um, heart, heart attack. But this is before the game, and I will tell you, they were very relaxed. They were not tight at all, um, Albany. They he 
he had them prepared for whatever they were going to play. Like, they were going to play their game. Mm -hmm. They weren't nervous. They weren't worried. They weren't uh, scared. There was a lot of people in the building. There was uh, motorcycles on the field. We talked about some of <laughs> yeah. the, some of that uh, intimidation. They were not intimidated by any of that. They were loose. They were ready to play. The crowd, the noise. Um, so, you know, um, kudos to them. I, I yeah. you know, they 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 won the game. They did. I just don't think they did anything specifically great to win the game. Speaking of that, I just touched on something. I want to make sure I mention it before I forget. Okay. Talking about noise. So we had a DJ um, that was contributing to that noise quite significantly. Yeah. But as someone in the stands watching and having seen a lot of football, I thought it was a little bit over the top when the gunslingers were on offense. Because even when they were on offense, that music was blaring while the while the the gunslingers were in the huddle, that's true. Up until the play was about to you know to unfold, they're they're, they're starting you know the, the cadence. Then they would quiet down. I definitely see the advantage of doing that while the other team is on offense out there, but doing it while the home team is out there on offense. I wonder if that was a distraction at all uh, to to the to the 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 offense. I mean, I I know that when you're playing the game, you kind of tune all that stuff out. Right. But to me, as a fan sitting there, I was like, "We really ought to be. We really ought not to be doing this at this time." And I remember one time specifically when it was "Sweet Caroline." Yeah, yeah. Boom! Mm -hmm. That was when we were had the ball, and I thought this is a bad timing. To be fair, though, that was the end of the game. Like that—that that yeah. was that was garbage time at that point. Like we weren't going to come back at that. No, point we weren't. We weren't. But still. I don't know. So I'd be interested to know everybody else's thoughts on on that because it, it, it to me it felt. It felt like it was bad timing. Yeah, uh, maybe so. Um, I was surprised and still remain surprised that the officials don't make a bigger deal about amplified noise while a team is on, while the opposing team is on offense. Uh, so, and uh, you're, you're going to have to remind me, um, the hype man, what's his name? Oh, you put me on the spot like that. I know that. his last um, name is Floyd. Marcus Floyd. Marcus, Marcus Floyd. Marcus. Yes. There you go. Floyd. So Marcus and he and I were standing right next to each other for a good chunk of the game uh, this time around. Marcus um, would start yelling defense over the microphone, clearly amplify noise. Mm -hmm. And usually that's a big no-no. Like during the once the team breaks the huddle, um, you'll notice in NFL stadiums, college stadiums, that kind of thing, Noise, amplified yeah. noise. Now, the band or, or the crowd, like, they can't do anything about those things. Right, right. But amplified noise, they usually shut off once the team breaks the huddle. Yeah. We're not doing that in the Freeman, and the officials are letting us not do that. So, I mean, it might be an arena football thing. With maybe the, so. The NAL. Maybe. I, I don't know. But as a home crowd and as us being in charge of the production and that artificial noise, um, I just think that, that we're not doing the, the home team any favors when they're on offense. True. I find it interesting that Marcus specifically, and, and he and I, like I said, we're standing near each other most of the game. Um, so I was telling, he and I would look at each other during third and fourth downs, and we would he would start hyping up the crowd for third and fourth downs. Seriously, Gunslingers fans? You don't know that you need to be loud from the moment they enter the huddle until they snap the ball, maybe even after 
on on third and fourth down, like you can you can affect this game. You can cause true. a false start. You can cause a delay of game just with noise. That's true. You can yeah. cause the other team to have to take a timeout because they mm-hmm. can't hear and get the play call in. Like you can affect the game, and those are the moments you want to do it. So, um, why does Marcus have to tell you guys to get loud and chant defense on fourth down? That shouldn't happen. Yeah, be disruptive to the other team. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the point, yeah. For sure. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Raul. Uh, and I did talk to Marcus and asked him if he w- would um, possibly consider coming onto the podcast, and he said he would. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. So he can come to my house. house. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Leo. Right. <laughs> uh, Michelle Felix saying, hey, at the away games, they do the same thing. Okay. Um, that's that. If it's what they'll allow, let's do it. Yeah. Um, it just kind of surprises me. Uh, that being said, uh, nobody wanted to take this loss. Nobody wanted to see 4,500 fans come into the Freeman and leave after a loss. But. I don't feel like anybody left the game going. Well, that was that was that was that wasn't any fun. No, I think a lot of people are going to come back. They're going to come yeah. back. Yeah, I think, and bring I think a it was great experience. Kids enjoyed it. Usually it. is. Um, the kids had a great time. Mm-hmm. The veterans and the active duty military. I loved some of the little things that were done mm-hmm. for this group for this night. Um, the seals well yeah i was gonna get to that but uh the um tables barrels no the tables were kind of nice yeah they They had the red white and blue tables with flags on all the tables that was pretty cool on the broadcast they said those are actually barrels filled with something to keep oh yeah supporting the walls makes sense um that makes a certain amount of sense no the uh the on the field um, sponsors mm-hmm. were all military. Nice. You had Black Rifle Coffee Company. You had in, uh, USAA. Um, obviously, John Wayne is going to be on there. Yeah. There was another one. I can't remember what it was, but they were all military um, sponsors, which I thought was very cool. The Danger Zone stickers. <laughs> oh, yes. That I will consistently I like call Dolores Yamas <laughs> stickers. She's responsible. I think she's responsible for those. Partially. I think I think that she's the reason um, that those exist. The the seals. Yes. Um, that were laid down on the field between the yard markers. All of the service. Not all of the service branches. I saw. I didn't see the Space Force one there. No, you're right. Oh. <laughs> we, missed, we missed that one. We missed that one. Chris, I don't know if they're active duty yet. Like, have they activated Space Force yet? I don't know. Uh, you got me. I you don't got me. know. Um, I, did, did you uh, get a flag? I did not. I was passing out some of the flags. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some flags. I was um, excited about that. There's one right there. Yay! There you go. Uh, just a great just a great experience overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, 4,500 people. We've got one more home game, but before that, there's there's a game coming up on Friday night, and it turns out a lot hangs on it. It's pretty important. It's the, the most important game of the season. So, Mike, I mean, from yeah. now on, we're going to say that every week. And then that's <laughs> going to be true really every true, week. But yeah. For sure this week. But, and I haven't verified and done the math yet, but according to Todd Mintz, he came on a few minutes ago and says a loss this week would eliminate the Gunslingers. 
from playoff contention. I can see that being reasonable. That'll put him too. I just behind. haven't done the math yet. Well, that'll put him two behind the 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 Lions Fourth place team. Yeah, and and so if they win the two games after that, and the Lions lose, that puts them in a tie. But then they lose the tiebreaker. Yeah, because they lost to them both times. So he's so, right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, based on game. that math, you're you're correct. Um, so that's important, but even more important. I feel like because we're not going to talk about losing because that's not going to be it's a thing. not going to no. happen. Um, we're going to talk about what happens if they win. If your San Antonio Gunslingers go to Columbus and win the game by more than three points or by three points or more, yes, they will jump the Columbus Lions in because uh, they will be tied. They will have tie records and they will have split the the head to head, which means it comes down to point differential. We've been told by a couple of players um, in the past few minutes that what that means is if we win by more than three points, three points Mm -hmm. or more, that the gunslingers slide into the fourth position, which means we go from an 0-5 team to start the season to the driver's seat of a playoff position Mm -hmm. with three weeks to go. I like that. Or with two weeks to go at that point. Two weeks, yep. Wow. Doable. All doable. That's crazy. Because, again, once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I mean, you can go up against Carolina, mm-hmm. and we've seen what happens when San Antonio goes up to uh, up against Carolina. There's a possibility for a win there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you can go up against uh, Jacksonville. We barely lost. Last second loss to Jacksonville. That's true. Um, you can go up against Columbus. At that point, you will have beat Columbus once, and the other game was another last second loss. Um, so those are the three, uh, well, Columbus may or may not be a playoff team. Albany may or may not be a playoff team. Two of these three teams are getting it. Uh, Orlando has been eliminated or practically eliminated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not mathematically, but it's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. I think, yeah, I think every team has to lose by a pretty considerable number, all three of their final <laughs> games. And yeah. Uh, Meteor has to hit, um, you know, below the 43rd parallel mm-hmm. um, for Orlando to be able to make the, the playoffs. Right. Something like that. So just to clarify, because we talked a little bit about it earlier when we were uh, uh, break. W- we were thinking about what was the tiebreaker after, you know, if, if once the Gunslingers win this game uh, and it was a point differential – and we were speculating that it was point differential overall because we were talking about, well, we had the one blowout right. loss. Mm-hmm. But according to what we're being told by the players and by, by Todd Mintz, the point differential is head-to-head. Head head. Head so head that's why we need to win by three because we lost to them, uh, Todd's saying right now, 45 to 44. So, yeah, so, by so actually he's saying by two points. Um, let's beat them by more than two. Yeah, oh, about for sure. That. Let's beat them by 17-plus. That being said, uh, we mentioned it when we were talking to Kali Rashad. Neither of these teams, so these two teams played in week two. Mm-hmm. It was a 45 to 44 last second loss for the Gunslingers. Neither of these teams are the same team that they were no. back no. in week two. They are both vastly different teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Columbus went on. They. Both of these teams since that time have become the hottest team in the NAL and fallen. 
um, in that in that stretch of time. Columbus went on a three or four game winning streak. Looked like they were mm-hmm. the, the team, class of right? the NAL there for a couple of weeks. And now they've lost two in a row. They've lost two, two in a row, row now, and they're going to be desperate to get a win because mm-hmm. they've lost two in a row, and they're going to be back at home. That's scary. That's dangerous. Um, on the other side of that, like San Antonio, I, I'm convinced our players and our guys realize they let one slip. Yes. Yeah. And I think you said it right after the game, or maybe even during the game, as as it was clear that this looked like it was going to be an L. This this is okay. This might be okay. This might be the best thing that happened. Um, why? Why? Why do you think that? I know why I think that. Why do you think that? Because you want to get that loss out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you know, once once we're getting to the we're getting to the Final. end of the season now, where it's a must win every game. Once you get in the playoffs, obviously, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a must win every game. And good teams, they take something away from losses. You sure. learn something. You build on that. And just with what we heard from Kali earlier in, in the show when we talked to him. It feels like they they did that. They right. took they're taking something from this loss, and you want to get that now, not later. So, True. and and they're still alive. They're still in it. I like so it. I can think of no better um, example of this than college basketball. Mm-hmm. This happens all the not all the time, but this happens in college basketball where you have a team that just rips through the regular season. Mm-hmm. They go into their conference tournament. Mm-hmm. And they get embarrassed True. in their conference tournament. But they get a slot because they rip through the regular season and they've got this incredible win percentage. But they lose in like the first couple of rounds of their conference tournament. And that loss is what catapults them into the final four because they were like, oh, yeah, we don't like losing. Yeah, We don't want to do that again. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just a reminder right near the end of the season because conference tournaments, if you've ripped through the season, the conference tournament really doesn't mean a lot to you. You've mm-hmm. got your slot. You'd like to be a number one seed, sure. Um, but if you're not, you're not. So they take that loss in the conference tournament. They get embarrassed. I mean, it's not like, ooh, they lose. They get embarrassed in the conference tournament in the first couple of rounds. And then they catapult into the final four and just rip through teams all the way through the tournament because uh, they get that one loss at that one time right near the that end of the season spot. where they go, I don't want to do that Bad anymore. Bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Right? You get right. angry. And so maybe – and Doug – Doug White says, Douglas White, uh, wake up call. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Perfect. It is this. It is this. The wake up call. The fire. wake up call. We're getting a little too complacent in winning. Winning does not come easy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there was a part. No player will ever say it. Coach Fred Shaw won't say it. But maybe there was a part of the gunslingers that were like, oh. We've got this figured out. We win games now. We're at home. Yeah, yeah. we're at home. We're home against advantage. the team we've already played and beaten. Um, and we know how to win now, we'll win. We're not, we'll win. Like never saying it out loud, but just that being the feeling mm-hmm. of, oh, we got this, we'll win. And this may have been a reminder that like, you've got to work for wins. Nobody's going to hand you a win. Not Albany, not Columbus, not Orlando, not Jacksonville. Nope. Um, you got to take them. You got to go out and take them. Um, around the league? Some surprising things, um, spe- uh, especially uh, Carolina beating Columbus. Convincingly. Mm-hmm. Convincingly with Malik Henry. Yeah. 
They didn't miss a beat. No. In fact. Six touchdowns, I think. Uh, he looked really, really good. From what I understand, I have not been able to go back and watch all of the game. Um, but Malik Henry looked great. And it's not what I expected. Like, I thought when they signed Malik Henry, I was like, that's ah, a desperation move from a team that just needs somebody at quarterback, and mm-hmm. he's a somebody. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm i with you. I, so you expect some kind of drop-off. But remember when we were speculating last week in the show with, uh, what's his Kato. name from Orlando? Rakeem Kato. Yeah, Kato. Yep. And I said, you know, don't discredit the receiving core that they have in Carolina. They're pretty darn good. Well, and the other side of that, so, uh, yeah. Malik Henry and Jonathan Bain played together in Frisco last year. They mm-hmm. know each other. Mm-hmm. They've worked together, and they've worked on, on uh, offensively. They've worked on the same offense together. So that transition was probably not all that difficult for, right. for Malik Henry to step in week one. Plus, never write off the whole, we don't have a lot of, um, we don't have a lot of tape on this guy on this team. Uh, You know, Malik Henry had played two other times against Columbus, Mm. but he did that in uh, Jacksonville. And he'd gone one-on-one. So, don't ever discount the fact that, well, we don't know what this guy looks like on this team. Um, You see that a lot with... Backup quarterback stepping into games True. and winning games, mm-hmm. just it because the team, the other team, didn't prepare for that guy. They don't have they don't, don't have tape don't on that guy. Out. They don't know mm-hmm. what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to Columbus Friday night. We don't, but the, the someone needs to share the link because I'm gonna be in Mexico. I don't know if I could be able to watch it from Mexico. You don't oh, think they have YouTube in Mexico? It's going to be know. on Facebook, the YouTube. Just I'm go to be YouTube on vacation too, and search so. for Gunslingers. Yeah. I'll be watching it. Say, say it again. Not next do? week. I'll be at the I'll be at the watch party, but the following the home game, I'll be watching it from. So I just go to YouTube and I just not here. and I just yeah. put in Gunslingers. So is that what you said? Yeah, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Okay. And search for Gunslingers, San Antonio Gunslingers, and you'll find the link. Yeah, or NAL. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you'll you'll wind up there. And what time is the game at Friday? Uh, seven, seven, our time. And it's the same time in Mexico, right? Depends, uh, depends on, on where, where you are, are in Mexico. Mexico. Cancun. Uh, I don't know. I'm mm. not sure. Okay. Man, world travelers over here. You're going to Cancun. He's going to Hawaii. You're going to Hawaii. Well, you're going to Palacios. I'm going to Palacios. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Palacios. <laughs> we're all going hey, out to the we're coast. All going we're all going to the coast, but our, our, we're just going for like a few days. You're you're going okay. for good. Okay. For life. <laughs> Look, I love Palacios. We've been down there the last two weekends. It's awesome. It is not Cancun or Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> I love it. But it's not either of those places. Um, that being said, yeah, you're right. I get to live there. So that's cool. Yeah. Michelle Felix checking in saying, yeah, YouTube, NAL, Gunslingers. Boom. Awesome. Boom. You'll get there. I just and, wanted to And give yes, a- they have YouTube in Mexico. You're good. All right, cool. Well, I want to give a shout out to <laughs> my daughter, Francesca. That's one of the reasons why we're going to Cancun. She's going to be her birthday. She's turning 24. And my friend, Alexa Mora, who's going to get married on Thursday, the same day. Okay, your daughter does not look 24, by the way. She I know. still looks like she's 12. 16, 17 well, 16, years 17, old. 16, 17, yeah. Now, 24, um, graduating can't with believe, her master's. Yeah, she's fixing to graduate with her master's. In December. Ridiculous. In sports management. So if anyone's looking to hire someone. There you go. She's the one. If the gunslingers needed a... Uh, uh, sports management, yeah, social media, any, Anybody marketing. to work in their, their 
brand new gunslinger division of yeah. their um their organization. She'll do anything. I mean, she yeah. just loves. They might want to reach there. out. Uh, got to see several people at the game on Saturday night. Saw Cody Brooks. Yep. Mm-hmm. He big timey. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't. We talked. I mentioned it a little earlier, and uh, he didn't wave. He yeah, said. Uh, he said wasn't on purpose. Uh, I would have waved if I'd have seen you. Um, but saw Cody Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw Jason Torres. Mm-hmm. Um, he got to hang out, I think, down in uh, with Greg Nelson for yeah. the game in the danger zone. In the, the danger, danger zone, zone. Um, the lowly zone. Right. <laughs> uh, saw Greg Nelson. Greg yep. and Kim were there. He brought his whole family. Um, mm-hmm. His dad, cool. his mom. I think his sister was there. Like he had everybody Kimmy's, there. Um, son and um, daughter-in-law. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Just everybody was there. Uh, uh, Hannah and Brady, by the way. Hannah oh, there you Brady, go. Yes, Hannah okay. and Brady. I also saw um, uh, Barry, John, John Barry. Anyway, they were from Commander fans. Okay. Um, and I also saw quite a few Commander shirts. I did. I saw yeah. several Commander yeah. shirts, and, and I'm like, hey. recognized me. Uh, we I used just, to do a podcast for that too. Yeah, Professional football Barry. in San Antonio. Yes. I mean, that's it's yeah. gaining, it's starting to gain some steam, which is and really, really Jeremy cool. Knox's other son, I think I saw him there. Jeremy brought Luke. He's the middle son because there's four kids and there's, there's three boys and a girl. The girl is the youngest. Um, he brought the middle son, Luke, with him. Um, and I think they had to leave at halftime. Oh, okay. I think Luke was getting kind of tired. I never saw him past halftime, so I'm guessing that okay. uh, that that was that was causing an issue. That uh, having Luke with him was giving him a hard time. But just tons of people. Oh yes. Um, and it was a great experience. And we've got one more, mm-hmm. at least one more. Oh, I think we have more than that. Yes. Well, yeah, but you have to have the better record to host the playoff game. We do have six losses. So, I, you know, I, I can't imagine that we will host. I think we're going to, if we get in the playoffs, I think we're going to be the fourth seed, which means oh. we will not host a playoff game. Okay. We will have yeah, our watch, will be watch, par- watch parties. Um, unless, unless we take out the number one seed and then, no. Nope, that no, wouldn't matter yeah, either. You're right. Nope, not happening. Nope, the championship would be at either the two or three place. You'd have to get at least the three seed to have a hope of hosting a game. Okay. And I just don't think that we're going to get there. I think we might have could have gotten there if we'd have won out um, for all the way from uh, Albany to the end of the season. We could have maybe gotten into the third seed. I don't okay. think that's going to happen now. I think if we get in, we get in on the four. And if that's the case, we don't host a playoff game. Well, well next yeah. year, I, I'm hoping to do at least go to one away game. That's my plan. That's my goal. Gotcha. So, um, well, who knows where those great? away games would, are going to be? Yeah, but wouldn't it be great if we all went and did like of, a, uh, a little podcast? Teams. Yeah, you get a couple of expansion teams out there. Something in uh, Oklahoma, something in Louisiana. I go to New Orleans. That's a lot easier. Be cool you know? to do a little podcast trip. I think we could. It'd be a lot easier to just uh, pop over to one of those. I mean, Albany, Columbus, even Jacksonville, Orlando. These are these are not places you can just up and go for a weekend and come back. I mean, I guess you can if you're rich, a professional football team. That's true. <laughs> not <laughs> like they us. Do it, but we're not that way. No. Um, I will be interested to see uh, what the next 
season holds for this league. I think eight teams is a sweet spot that they really need to try to get to. Yeah, that would be great. Um, watch party at the Freeman during the playoffs. You know what? That would be kind of cool. Anything is possible. I don't know if Freeman would have, you know, has the availability, availability. or if, if the there's the financial aspect of it uh, incentive there to do that because the Freeman yeah, is pretty expensive. How many people are you honestly going to get to show up to a watch party? Yeah. I mean, we've barely been filling 30? the little section of yeah. the restaurant that we're filling right now with watch parties. I don't realize it's, it's playoffs. And so that's a bigger deal playoffs and it's playoffs. And that's a bigger deal, but really honestly, um, how many people are you going to get to show up at a, a watch party? I'd rather have it smaller, more intimate. Than um, a big old Freeman. I did get a chance to talk to Mariah for a little while on Saturday before the game. And we were talking about the fact that, uh, remember, early in all of this, there was talk of, in fact, I think we got very close to this season of Gunslinger football being in the Alamodo. Oh, that's true. I remember yes, that. that, that, was a that can you imagine that first game with 700 people uh, in the been. Alamo Dome? It would have been disastrous, embarrassing. It would have been the end of the gunslingers. It was. Yeah. It would have looked really bad. It would have looked. Te- the the optics would have looked terrible. Yes. I don't think you. I don't think you get past it. I like the Freeman more and more every time. Like the Freeman go. was already with with seven hundred people was rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you take a thirty thousand. Even if you put up curtains and you you block off the upper bowl it's and still all of those a lot things, bigger, yeah. <laughs> um, you put seven hundred. I went to a. I've talked about this before on the podcast. I went to a UTSA game when they were terrible three or four seasons ago. There were three thousand people there. They announced the attendance. It was three thousand and some change. It felt like the place was empty. Mm. Yeah, the the seven hundred crowd that that's our blue monster of this year. This year, it that, really is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, and you know what? We've never had another one like that. That's true. Nope. So let's never have another 700-person yep. game. Never, never, never. The Blue Monster lasted one game, and so did that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We move on. We move forward. I think I said I was gonna. we were going to double, and we did. You did. did. I did say that. And we talked about how that would be the goal. And, that, and we, sure enough, we man, did they doubled it. More than doubled it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were... If I were the guys over at John Wayne, I'd be tickled pink with the number. For sure. That oh, was great. Great um, job. Kudos to y'all. Y'all worked your Now, you'd off. love to start converting those people into paying ticket because a lot of those tickets were given away. True. Yeah, That's true. okay. So you'd love to convert some of those people into paying ticket buyers, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, you don't want to take away the credit from that because we had a, a giveaway game even before this, and it wasn't like that. No. That's true, too. So, yeah, For sure. There's just so much more. Um, it's a, it's a product that I, we've always said, um, for two years now, longer than two years. Cause we've been doing this, um, almost, well, yeah, almost no, Three we've years? been not for the gunslingers, no, no, but in general, we've been relevant, right? But, but we've done two solid years almost of gunslinger yes. football because we started in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you. Uh, this is the most confident I've felt about the product. Like, I've always felt that the, the brand was great. Yeah. The market is great. If you can get it in front of the fans, I think you can sell it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to get to the point now where I'm confident that this thing has the state. And, and 
has the staying power to last multiple seasons. Yes. And that's not a knock on anybody. Mm-mm. We've had trouble keeping things here for multiple seasons. Right. Yeah, we have. Um, the Commanders was not an issue of attendance or anything like that. And it they just did, and they didn't it was stay. something else entirely, and we didn't make a full season with that. This is probably the first time I've looked toward next season and said, "I'm sure we're going. I'm sure that's going to happen. I'm sure we're 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 there. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a second, uh, third season of this. We're coming I, back. I agree. I think we're, so. We're yeah. coming back next year. I mean, last here. season, as the season ended, it was you know we had a fun season. It was great mm-hmm. in the AAL, but there were lots of unanswered questions. Where are we going to play? What league, yeah. what league are we going to be in? Um, there were a lot of things that, man, if this thing goes wrong, we, we might not see this come back. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time with this particular organization I look forward to next season and I don't worry about there not being a next season. I, I think that's a given. Um, but it only stays that way if you guys get involved. That's true. Uh, so many of you were at the game. Great. Bring your friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bring your family. Do a Greg Nelson and bring the whole family. The whole family. Three generations of people. Kit and Caboodle. That Greg Nelson brought to the game. Do that. That's how you do that. Yep. Um, And that's what we have to do. You have to keep talking about it. You have to keep... uh, You you almost have to be more ready now to talk about it than you did back before. Mm -hmm. Because before you could wear your gunslinger's gear out of the house and hope somebody asked you about it. But now... It's not going to be the first time they see it. It's going to be the third or fourth time they've seen or heard it. And they're going to go, look, wait, 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 wait. I keep hearing on the radio about the gunslingers. And now you're wearing a gunslinger shirt. TV. What is that? What is going on here? Um, I cannot count the number of times this year I've heard. San Antonio has an arena football team? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're starting to get the word out. It's starting to get out there. And the only way... Uh, the best thing that we can do, not the only way, but the best thing we can do is be ready to talk about them anytime, any yep. place. Um, I've mentioned it before. I wear my gunslinger gear. If I'm coming into town, if I'm coming to San Antonio, I'll wear my gunslinger gear. Um, I went out to watch fireworks last night in Palacios, Texas. You had your gear on? I had my gunslinger's awesome. hat on. I had my red gunslinger's hat on because it complete. I had red, white, this and blue. One? That one. That same one you're wearing. Not that same one right but right. the one i have that looks just like that and you have to share the posts you know um tell your friends about the podcast like them make a comment all of those really help yeah absolutely so i think that's it i think that's i'm i'm ready for the, the I, watch party i'm i'm ready to see what happens with uh this game against columbus it's yeah it is it, we're not trying to be hyperbolic or, or ramp anything up that doesn't deserve it. It is the most important game of the season. That it I really is. With, because yes. it will decide whether the rest of the season is playing for something or just playing to be spoilers. More, more so than the, the two games after it because it's against the team that we're fighting for position with. True. So that, that, that point differential comes into play well, this game. And I just said something about, you know, it decides whether we're going to be playing for something or whether we're going to be spoilers. But again, when you get into this kind of situation, you don't really play spoilers because here's the deal. If we get eliminated this week, the playoff teams are set. 
So when we go play Jacksonville, or when we go, uh, or when Jacksonville comes and plays us, or when we go play Albany, we can want to beat them and just you know, but we're not going to spoil anything. Like they've got right. their playoffs, spot. right? So you don't get to really even play spoilers in this league. You just have to be. You just have to do it for the revenge if, if you lose this week. So yeah. let's not get in that situation. No, we don't want to be there. We're getting the win this week. We just want to get the win. Get the win. Uh, we want to put Columbus back on their heels and, and make them need to cheer for Jacksonville or Albany when we play them. Because that's what they'll have to do. Yep. They'll have to start cheering for other teams to get a win. Yep. They're no longer in the driving seat, driver's seat of their own destiny. No, we are. Yeah. We, we control our own I destiny like with a win. Guns up. So let's go get the win, at least by two points or more. Let's get it by, like, 50. I say 22. The, <laughs> I say 22. Blow the point differential out of the water. Like, it doesn't even matter. 22 and 22. Um, well, with that. I like that because that means, that means uh, maybe we get a deuce mm. from, from Deuce and Drew. Man, we got so much. Win. So close. Really close. So very close. And he's been trying. He's been uh, – my understanding is during practice – he practices over and over and over again trying to get that line right. And he almost got it. Uh, there were a couple of times where he thought he had a good line and it ended up grazing the board. Mm, yeah. Because uh, uh, I'm standing right over there by there, and he comes off and just, ah, I thought I had it. I thought that was it. They got to lift that thing, man. They I, really it, do. It really looks it like, looks it, like can it can be lifted. lifted. But, yeah. Well, we have a message. We do. Yes, we have a we message do. for all of those people in the NAL. We got a message for uh, the Empire. Yep. That's riding high on a two-game win streak. Thinks they came into San Antonio and stole one. We'll see them again. Mm-hmm. We got a message for sharks swimming around down in Jacksonville. Waiting to come out here to San Antonio and show us what a real uh, football team looks like. Yeah. We got okay. a message for Orlando. Mm-hmm. Already packing their fishing gear because they're done for the season. They're done. We got a message for who am I leaving out? Oh, the Cobras, the Cobras over there in Carolina, still licking their wounds from a win that they really think they should have. Mm. Too but bad. That's, that's not how it works oh, in wow. San Antonio. And we're going to hand deliver a message to the jungles of Columbus, Georgia this week. We're going to bring the Lions a message. That message is, hey, when it comes to football in the arena, the 2-1-0 has got something to say. Bang, bang. <laughs>